The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. Also, every month we're going to be giving away any one item to a Patreon backer at the $5 tier or above. Check out patreon.com slash professional casual for more information. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Welcome back to The Space Between. I'm your host, Tim. And with me are two of my favorite people, uh, the co-hosts of The Space Between, He's the author of Lanny, Girl Without Fear. Uh, the GM of Grim Podcast of Perilous Adventure is Dan Cole. Hello. Also with us, he's my baby boy and hopefully yours too. Uh, it is Craiger of Wreck My Podcast. I am Ron Burgundy. <laughs> That's, no, you're Craiger. <laughs> we are here covering episode four of season two of The Mandalorian, also referred to as chapter 12. The Sige. Yeah, the I don't understand the, the, the title. The Sige, the Sai, the Sai, the Saigi, I think. Wasn't that a bunch of like airplane men from back in the day? I think so. I don't know. I don't know what planes are. I believe it's like something you see in Africa. All the desert. Oh, like a like a horizon. <laughs> Yeah. Gotcha. So. Wow. Oh my gosh. We are. Starting off strong. Discussing uh, one of the things that I am the most knowledgeable about, which is Star Wars and very specifically things that are canon in Star Wars uh, with uh, this particular episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah, you've definitely shown that over the first three episodes of the series. It never ceases to amaze me. Everyone uh, that I know that is only me talking to myself uh, in the bathroom mirror while I brush my teeth uh, has been talking about the show. And they say that, wow, Tim is like Tim to the Mandalorian is Ben to the boys season two. Mm. And um, I don't I don't necessarily want to take that praise because it is in fact spot on. I am one of the most uh, influential and knowledgeable experts on Star Wars. Again, review the tape. Right. That's what it shows. Yeah. Yep. Look at the game tape. So we started uh, this episode with uh, the Mandalorian and the child trying to fix some wires. Yes. <laughs> A cute little scene. I forgot about that. It was yeah. great. It was that, really good. <laughs> that was just basically like uh baby group, like 100%. Baby group oh, yeah. with the ball. Yeah. Yep. Yep, it absolutely was. And and you know where it's going the whole time. You know he's going to get electric, you know where something's going to You know he's going to do it, but it was still executed in a way that it was like, "Oh no." Uh, and then it was funny. Uh, yeah. He's <laughs> confident with the smoke like it was so good. Um <laughs> And then they decide to head to Navarro. Yes, which, which so we talked about last week how like they 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 tease Ahsoka Tano. I'm like, oh, we're going to see Ahsoka Tano. And then I watched a video where they told or they said episode four is director directed by Chubbs, aka Carl Weathers, aka Grief Karga. Yeah, that was um, cool. So it basically like, and they said episode five was written and directed by Dave Filoni. So it's basically like. Two and two together. There's no way they're letting Carl Weathers direct the Ahsoka Tano episode, especially because Dave Filoni like created Ahsoka Tano, like it's his baby. So I kind of already knew. Luckily, I didn't get let down. Like, oh, I was ready for Ahsoka. I was like, it's probably happening next week. And as we saw this episode, this was a Chubbs heavy episode. So this was a Chubbs heavy episode, and I will Which say, I didn't mind. No, uh, I didn't last- mind at all. Last episode, uh, when you referred to him as Chubbs a bunch of times, you didn't I get didn't, it. No. I didn't put it together. Okay, so audience then, members, that Carl Weathers, Grief Karga, played Chubbs in Happy Gilmore, and yeah. small cameo in Little Nicky. Yeah, it's all in the hips. <laughs> um, so I didn't realize that until I was editing it, and I was like, "Oh my god, how how did you not get that?" Right. 
Like I was embarrassed. Yeah, I mean, you should you're, be. You're '90s Adam Sandler people, right? But but that's once again, as, I'm that's almost I'm as on the show as the Star being... Wars expert, not as the Adam Sandler expert. Oh, so I okay. had to okay. had to separate those a little bit. Yeah, that is makes that sense. in the pipeline for an Elite Eight episode, the best Adam Sandler movie? It should be. So I feel like you've talked about it on the show, but it's been brought up, or maybe we just talked about you could, it. You, you can know, do... in like face to face. So there is there is an upcoming episode. This is a little spoilery. There is an oh. upcoming episode called uh, the Comedy Music Beat Off, where we <laughs> where we compare uh, musical singers oh, against singer comedians means. that do music. Okay, because it was like Weird Al versus Adam Sandler kind of thing. I actually forget now that I said that uh, if Adam Sandler's even in that episode, but Weird Al certainly in there. Wow! If you don't have <laughs> Adam Sandler, that's that's a uh, seems like he whip. fits that category to a T. I I'm mean, pretty this, certain he's in that episode. This explains why you guys are only famous in India. <laughs> <laughs> Probably fair. He fits that category to an egg-shaped T. <laughs> <laughs> but. Moving, Moving on, on. <laughs> <laughs> I listened it too. Oh man! Uh, but so he he lands in in Navarro, heads heads down that way. He's still in the the rickety rack sea shack uh, <laughs> ship. But uh, I was actually very surprised we had not seen. Uh, was it Carga? Yeah, yeah Graf Carga. Graf Carga and Grief uh, Karga. Dune. Cara yeah. Dune. Cara Dune. Before now. Because they were heavily, like, they're yeah. on like every splash page yeah. of this season of The Mandalorian, That's and they're point. coming in almost halfway through. Yeah, I was very surprised at it as well. I didn't mind that they weren't there, but the, them being in this episode was kind of nice. Yeah, because I like the Mando with like a team. Yeah, I think it works well. Right. So, so we get to see them after a while, and we had left season one off with them in a couple episodes with with that siege on um, the bar on the bar. So I can see why it was kind of nice to get a break from them for a little bit because it would have been really weird for their welcoming because it was very like, oh, my God, we haven't seen you in forever. Oh, my God, it's the child. I'm holding him. It's so great. Let's go play. And it doesn't feel like the same vibe that they had when they left because those last couple episodes, Chubbs was actually super kind of antagonistic to the Mandalorian and kind of fucked him over. Yeah, um, until those last couple herself. episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd been rewatching the first season with my daughter because she watched last week. She watched a couple episodes with us um, and she was she was digging it mostly because she loves baby Yoda. She, <laughs> she she doesn't like calling him baby Yoda because he's not Yoda as a baby. Then call right. it the child. So she didn't like calling it the child either for whatever reason. Because he's 50. Yeah, I guess. So she decided that his name, she calls him Baby Paul. <laughs> baby Paul. And I'm like, why? And she's like, that's just what I call him. He's Baby Paul. And I was like, you are so weird. And I better love than it. Baby Schmegma. <laughs> yes. I think anything is better than that. <laughs> um, but so they have this warm, welcoming reunion thing. And yeah. He's gonna get his ship repaired, which uh, and they again, need a little bit of help in return. I thought it was kind of cool because we get to see like there's been a lot of time that's passed since he's last seen them. Like the whole town is like done up to the nines now, and tens. And that's the thing is I don't really think it's been that long. There's been a lot of progress here in a very short amount of time from what at least I'm expecting as we as viewers are are led to assume as far as actual time lapse but it's really not clear how much time has passed like i think that part of that was to show there has been some time passed mm-hmm. okay but like it's i don't believe it's explicit anywhere like oh it's been six months or we haven't right. seen you in a year like we have no idea how long it's, it's been. been five days since i'll see you okay <laughs> <laughs> unless they did say that i dismissed it no, they don't. They don't really yeah. say a time, but I would, I would assume it's in that six months ish range. And before they they walk off into the into the town, um, one of the guys that uh, Chubbs has work on the ship like does this like weird stare back at the Mandalorian yeah. as they <sighs> as they walk away, where you're just like, ah, eh, they're gonna fuck with this shit. There's okay. the, there's there there's no subtlety to this show. When it's like they just they basically plaster like, hey, this guy's shady. Like every time. It's just like yeah. they make it blatantly obvious. Like yeah, that's Star Wars style. Yeah, it's I just like, like as long as you accept that's how it is, it's not. I need. That bad. I need to like, accept it. I'm a little bit. I like a little bit of nuance. So, 
It would be nice, but that's not what you come to Star Wars for. Right. <laughs> come Someone's for baby gonna, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what. That's why my wife watches it, you know what I mean? She was like, well, let's sit down and watch it. I like, I want to watch it with you. And we started to watch this episode. And she's like, oh, the baby Yoda part's done. Like, I can leave. And I was like, oh, my gosh. All right. See you later, I guess. I thought we were going to, like, you know. Baby Paul. Spend time together. But baby, fuck me. Baby Paul. You were right. But So, yeah, they walk through that town. And, yeah, there's, like, spices and people. And spice people, yeah. which um, the one thing I noticed is um, there is all season long, but especially in this episode, they're doing a lot of wide background shots. They're really like, hey, we have a lot of CGI money. Look at all the technology we're doing. Like they're really yeah. putting all the stops out, which the least rig in one of the scenes that you see in the background, they have an uh, they have a IG 11 statue. Oh, oh yeah. I totally missed that. Yeah, it's really hard to see, but um, yeah, it's like to commemorate him. Commember because remember he uh he uh committed suicide to save all of them going through a little lava tunnel. Yeah, Taika oh, Waititi. Yeah, yeah. So yep. there's a little statue commemorating him. I thought it was pretty cool. Oh, that's that's super cool. I need to watch the beginning yeah. again because I totally missed the shady mm-hmm. character with the ship too. Yeah. I don't know how. Well, I mean, it's it's very short, but it's sort of like they walk away, and like it shows the two guys working on the ship, and the one alien-looking dude looks ship looks at them and like blinks his eyes, and they play ominous music. So it's like, yeah, it's always that like, Dana. like it's like okay, <laughs> cool. It sounds lurking around exactly like that. But so apparently, not only do they have you know a farmers market every day, they also have a school now. Which yeah. is super rad, Which, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they turn that bar fight scene area where Moff Gideon almost like kills them all is now mm-hmm. a little school. There's even a kid with blue macaroons. <laughs> they're they just plop your, your are, baby Yoda in a chair. Those are clearly teal. It was teal, uh, but I'm, I'm like 90% certain they were macaroons. Yeah, they were Star Wars macaroons for sure. I really like macaroons. Cool. Just than everybody. I yeah. I love macarons too. I've never I've never had one. I, I just assume I what? like them. You would oh, love them, yes. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I could so I good. could take them or leave them and they're like meh. Uh baby Schmegma though <laughs> takes them. He doesn't leave them. Well, I mean well in baby in ba- <laughs> I can't say anymore. In, in in the child's defense, um he he's like meh. Like please, like you know, in his way of saying please, I'm cute. And that little little, little Johnny Tsunami looking kid's like, nah, son, these are my macaroons. Get your own. And then I was fine with that. I don't know why Baby Yoda had to be a dick. Baby Yoda should be able to be told no. Right. This is very He's true. Fifty years old. This is very right. true. Grow up. <laughs> he Grow also, up, bro. He also yeah. should have just taken the one macaroon. No, not right. take like and as a kid, I'm gonna cause a ruckus. Like this kid just sat down. Some some dude just sat him right next to me. Took my cookies. Mrs. C3PO, what's 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 going on? <laughs> we did get a little bit of like background Star Wars knowledge too mm-hmm. when um the the droids talking about the different main trade routes and they talk about the Kessel system and yeah. I actually put the subtitles on this time so I could catch little things like yeah. that so I could actually see what the droid was saying the whole time and I thought it was really weird that it said female protocol droid like it's a droid right <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> That what? seemed odd. What? So yeah. you're saying droids can identify a certain sex now? This is 2020, bro. <laughs> Actually, this was in uh, a long time ago. In a galaxy far away. Oh, touche. So I just thought that was interesting that it's female protocol droid. Well, you know, C3- I guess C3- female personality in the droid. Sure. Okay. C3PO gets <laughs> yeah. lonely. Yep. Probably. I mean, he, yeah, so lonely he wore out one arm already. <laughs> Turned red. Mm hmm. <laughs> So it turns out that there's an Imperial base uh, still on Navarro, and they want to go and Fuck make, it up, it, make it not there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, also, you skipped over the part where we see Mando eat for the second time. We did, yes. He drank some soup or water or something. Yeah. Which you can so, kind of see how like the child looked up at him, and it's like, 
So we kind of get the sense that the child's never really seen this. So my interpretation is he may be rethinking his extremism and his religion after yes. hanging out with Bo-Katan be like, man, I could use, I could use some, no, some FaceTime, you know, my, my head's all stuffy up in this. That's how I saw it too. That's what I thought that <laughs> scene was for to show that yep. he wasn't as, he wasn't restricting himself as much because he pulled it up a bit and then he put the soup there to drink. And like, you didn't, you kind of caught a glimpse of his chin, but that was way more than before. Mm -hmm. um, and I also love the little moment of them drinking soup in unison. I thought that was cute. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. And I think it's important too, that he only shows that lower part of his face very specifically because um, he had his eyes um, like popped out by the mountain. So, <laughs> Popped in, technically? Popped in. Yeah, I guess I don't know how you would describe that. Pressed in? Well, he did get his head smushed like a watermelon. Yeah. I thought you were going on a Judge Dredd thing there. I thought you were going to be like, you only show the bottom part of his face because he is the law. Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> I've never seen Judge Dredd. Don't. Watch Dredd with Carl Urban. Fantastic. Oh, okay. Now, is that... Is that, like, before or... So, like, is that sandwiched in between... Um, like Judge Joe Brown and Judge Judy. No, it's just called Dread. With two D, with three Ds total. With three Ds. You need glasses to <laughs> move it. Um, oh my god! So there's this uh, Imperial base there. It has a skeleton crew, but it's still heavily art. Uh, you know, heavily weaponized, heavily. Defended. Defended. Well, no, they they they. they Car Weathers' character says, it's. It's it's got a skeleton crew. It has a little bit more than usual, but nothing too much. Like he makes it sound right. not that big, but then when they get there, it's bigger than no, they thought. That's that's not what he meant at all. No, it was heavily fortified by skeletons. <laughs> the crew was, this was the army of darkness. Yeah, that's why they wore those uh, starship trooper suits when they were there <laughs> because they were skeletons. And Navarro is, you know. I feel like we've had mention of a small crew before, and it always seems way more than I would imagine from a small crew. Yeah. Like when he was with the other Mandalorians attacking that ship, they're like, oh, yeah, it's just skeleton crew, but there's 30,000 of them. Like, they just keep coming. Right. Like, yeah, they're stormtroopers. They're, they're the chaff of all chaff, but that's a lot more than a skeleton crew. Speaking of chaff, uh, we got to see uh, Mithral again. Yeah, by oh, Horatio yeah, yeah. Sands. I yes. love that character. He's great. Boat trip. And as, and as soon as he walks in, he, uh, he you know, poofs that moisture out in a ring from <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. Which I, I, I am debate him. And I'm all like, I thought he's been in so much more. And like, he's been, he's never like in stuff. He's in stuff, but he's never in stuff. Like, he's just like, plays a voice actor or like a background. Like the only thing I can remember. Oh, Horatio Sands. Was like, yeah, he, yeah, he, was, mostly from he was the best friend in boat trip. So. Yeah. The thing about Horatio Sands, unfortunately, is he could have been a big star. He was on SNL, unfortunately, at the same time as a really shitty comedian named Jimmy Fallon. Ooh. And here we go. They were good friends at the time, which meant that they were often in scenes together. Mm. And any scene that Jimmy Fallon was in, he would ruin it by staring directly at the camera and, and making stupid jokes oh, and breaking characters. Yeah, and not so being able to not laugh, you know, so. correct. It's, I, I so, no, all serious in here. I am right there with you. Jimmy Fallon, not great. Yeah, awful. And he ruined Horatio Sands' career because they're like, oh, this guy's just going to break character all the time. He's just like Jimmy Fallon. Um, <laughs> it's a shame. Horatio Sands, uh, great guy. Shout out to him. Shout out to Horatio Sands. Big Yo, fan. Us up. Big fan of the Horatio. show. Yeah, join us on the Discord, Horatio Sands. <laughs> but join for as little as a dollar a month. You can, yeah, join for as little as a dollar a month. <laughs> But which maybe you have now that you're back working again, that you've, you know, washed off that Jimmy Fallon stank. But now you blue man fish. Yeah. But so he's been uh, working off some debt yeah. to uh, Chubbs. 350 years he'll have to work to yeah. work it all off. Well, I mean, apparently. we kind of, it's cool. We got a little bit of background. It basically, he was working for Chubbs, doing clerical work. And then the reason he had the bounty on him in the first episode of, Man, of The Mandalorian is because he stole some of Chubbs' money and dipped out. That's why the Mando was hunting him in the first episode. He what? That was the first episode? That whole bar scene was mm -hmm. for him? Yes. Okay. 
I, I knew it happened in season one. I just it's yeah, I just rewatched yeah. it the, other day. the opening. Uh, <laughs> they, they don't opening put thing too much to detail show. on it, but like if you just stop and like think about it, you can create it. Like they they don't spend a lot of time explaining stuff to you. They just give you the information so you can like sit back and like oh. Also, little peel back the curtain. I'm not actually this smart. I watch YouTube videos that break all this down for me. So. <laughs> But someone had to fill the Ben role, so I have done. I have done that. That's fair. Yes. So I purposely don't read or watch videos much before we record this, so I have like fresh my take. fresh take. Mm. Yeah. See, I'm so. I'm trying to fill the Ben role, so I'm bringing all the I'm bringing all the good little snippets. I think it's important to have a couple different viewpoints. Yeah. Yep. Um. So. Apparently they're all going to go to this imperial base and you know just bang bang boom, blow it up. Yeah. Blasty blasty, and they do. They just hop in mithril speeder and Zoom. head over there. Um, I I do like a little bit of the levity that they have when they're driving up there. <laughs> so and funny. He's just like, so where do you where do you want me to drop you guys off? Like like it was an Uber and <laughs> nope, just at the front door. And I thought he was joking at first uh, that he wanted to be dropped off at the front door. There it is. There okay, it is. let's go. I love how he's all like, <laughs> like he's like, but my humidity jacket can only last this long. It's like you're on a lava planet, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, know your place. So, so they do. He pulls him up. He gets you know the offer. Well, if he actually pulls him up, he's going to work a hundred years off of his debt, which is seems significant, considerable. Yeah, I don't know the lifespan of these fish people, but apparently it's several hundred years. You're right. I mean, at the rate that he's going, I mean, he could be done by like next week or whatever. Yeah, he earned a lot that this episode. Yeah. So, but yeah, he drops them off. They can't get in because the Imperial trash, uh, you know, beep boopers, door locks aren't graded for <clears throat> lava heat. Which I thought, so, I thought lava that was, tides apparently. That was I thought that was kind of a funny little like jab. Like the empire is like this big thing, but like they'll cut corners on small stuff, you know. Like yeah, that was kind of a funny little like corporation jab. So he brings out. So Mithril brings out his like plumbing lance to try <laughs> to like cut into it. This is graded for plumbing, okay? <laughs> Give me a minute. You're lucky I even brought it. <laughs> Which Amanda, for someone in service, just too, fucks off, just takes off and jetpacks up there and like throws a dude down. <laughs> So my assumption was that it was like a proximity, like security gate. So if you just had a stormtrooper near, it would open. Oh, I saw it more as he went up there and just busted his way in and unlocked it from the inside. But that yeah. the, the proximity thing makes a lot of sense too. Okay. Hmm. Like I didn't in their armor is like way. a key card kind of thing. Yeah. Just like boop boop. Yeah, that's how I took it. It's like stormtrooper Bluetooth. <laughs> Could be ring doorbell. Which you know, I I noticed like. Mithril had a lot of attitude for someone in servitude. Like, for someone who's like, like on a very you short. You trying to leap. keep Mithril down? I'm not. I'm saying. Is that what you're- th- I'm. I don't know. Like, just know your know your place, dude. Like, a lot of a lot of tude there. Well, I mean, he was supposed to be working off his debt as an accountant, not as a, you know, tank driver slash infiltrator slash uh, guy that. Has to be out for longer than he should be in his moisture suit. You're right, because I would much rather spend all of my time accounting rather than adventuring. Dude, accounting is fun. I need you to slow your roll a little bit. Uh, that's what I do in my spare time. <laughs> it shows. I think I'd rather do that than being shot at by stormtroopers. Shows. Um, but yeah, so Mando, Mando goes up there. He drops a bottle cap on the floor. <laughs> He can't find it because it's directly under his chair, and he just decides he's not going to get it. So, it's a strange sequence of scenes there from the Mandalorian. It, it was, yep. But you know, there was a lot more stormtroopers there than he assumed that there were going to be. Mm-hmm. It was just the voiceover was out of nowhere and very incoherent. Right. Yeah. No, that's fair. But once again, lava planet. You need to say moisturize. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of stormtroopers. Lots of stormtroopers. Skeleton crew, I would think like a dozen or less, but like they plow through a lot. They do. So I think overall, it really wasn't an excessive amount. To a base that size is pretty big. You're gonna have, still have multiple shifts, cooks, all that type of stuff. So right. I think assume that you have was... double the staff and stormtroopers is probably not not a reach. Well, the thing they were saying is, is like it's 
like the rebel the empire is defeated, it should be kind of abandoned, and it hasn't been abandoned yet. That's that's kind of the thing. They're like, huh? What's right. going on here? Me I do love this constant. Good. So I do love this constant use of the remnants of the empire, where there's people still clinging to control. Like in the yeah. last episode, the one guy referred to a fleet nearby, which I don't know if that was just posturing or if there really was still a fleet of some kind. Because like, yeah, they blew up the Death Star again, but there's still probably potentially hundreds of star destroyers out there well, that yeah, can and act pretty independently and they're all over the place it wasn't like oh we destroyed the one imperial planet no they're i mean everywhere pretty much right. yeah. i mean that's why they stuck to the outer rim because it's literally far away from where the imperials have their control in the outer rim they just hadn't really gotten to yet because they didn't think it was important you know that's actually a good point i so especially because most of this has been in the outer rim correct correct most of star wars takes place in the outer rim Oh, gotcha. Mo, not all. I mean, obviously, not all of it. The the, the like, prequels take a place a lot the within set, the inner rim and yeah. in the core, the galactic core with like Coruscant and whatnot. One okay. called the sphincter. <laughs> is Coruscant like the core of like it's in the center? Is that why it's called that? Yeah, it's fancy uh, like a croissant. <laughs> um. Or a cronut. Oh, those sound good. But like, but. Be, they do talk a lot about the outer rim, and like the the three uh, PO droid talks about like kind of some of the other stuff, like this more center rim and the mid rim. Like, it does give me hope that maybe we'll see some kind of like a Coruscant visit or something in this season yeah. or next season. That'd be cool. That'd be pretty cool. I like the little Easter egg they said now with the New Republic. The capital of the New Republic has been moved from Coruscant to. The other place that uh, gets blown up in episode seven, uh, the name left my head now. Oh, that uh, Starkiller base blows up? Yeah. It's like okay. Chandra Lod, something like that. I can't remember the yeah. name okay. now. And I was like, oh, that was a nice little yeah. Yeah, inclusion. Actually, that's, no, I kind of dig that. Um, so they, they bust through. They, they blast a bunch of dudes. They blast you know some different dudes. And uh, Mithril goes and... Tic Tacs on a keyboard to set the coolant lines mm-hmm. to dump themselves so which, they can't cool the lava from I, burning down this entire facility. Yeah. Which, how how did they make this if the lava was at, at that level? Don't think about it too much. Fair. I mean, well, makes sense. They why have, don't they have railings on anything? Well, I love that he mentioned yeah. that. There's no safety railing on this. Like, thank you for actually acknowledging that. But, like, why? Why don't they care? I know. That's, that's the thing I was going to bring up is, like, they totally um, call back to... Uh, the um, Family Guy Star Wars episode or movie where, because um, in the in that episode, uh, the the two the two of the workers in the Death Star are like, you know, there's never any railings on these high little walkways. Like, so I kind of love how they mentioned that, but like, it was a very much like throwback scene. Where, like, you have to go set off some reactor to help something else. You know, it was very much kind of like a callback to all the Star Wars. That's super yeah, true. Because like even sure. in A New Hope, when uh, Ben Kenobi is doing the same thing, going around something to yeah, press yeah, a bunch Uncle of buttons ben. to do stuff. And it's like, or, or there, sometimes it's on sheer walls. Maybe that was in one of the, the Skywalker trilogy ones, but or, I feel like there was a bunch of situations where they're effectively crawling up flat, completely flat surfaces where there's one key panel in the yeah. middle of nothing. Rogue yeah. one. Remember they have to break. So I have to yeah. like climb up there. That was cool. Yeah. I, I, I think this scene with Mithril going out on this little tiny ledge to do that was a direct callback to Obi-Wan yeah. turning yeah. off the, the tractor beam. Because um, it was even like on a cylindrical thing that he had to climb around with no railing. Yeah. <laughs> so he does it. He turns off the coolant or whatever, and they have 10 minutes before the apparently the entire thing blows up. Run! Yeah. Which so, I, also another little cool thing is they show um, he grabs one of the code cylinders, which they don't talk about that much in the movies, but like in some of the shows, they've kind of talked about that. Like in the Empire, that's how you get in and out of secure places, those little code cylinders. And like the high, oh. you see like like uh, Grand Admiral Tarkin or whatever, you see like he has like four of them. So the higher up you are, the more of them you have, the more places you can get into. So I thought that was a kind Wait, of those are- cool they brought it into the... Yeah, actually, it was nice to see. They're like little key cards to punch into yeah. things and whatnot that have data on them. And it's okay. just like you touch it to it, and it's like boop, and it like you know gives you access and whatnot. Yeah. So, I mean, I get kind of overall uh, with this episode, 
I mean, this was a heavy, heavy action episode, mm-hmm. similar to the. Uh, it's almost kind of like every other one because the um, the first Frog Lady, uh, Frog Thought um, episode, also had uh, a lot of action, not a lot of plot. But so yeah, they're just kind of on their way out, and then they discover um, kind of on their way out this like lab, and as they stumble upon these two officers, um, are trying to destroy all of this data. Um, that was cool. It was. So obviously they were like covering something up. Yeah. Um, they, they shoot those dudes down. One of the officers ends up just taking the blaster to the council to try to just make sure that, you know, if they can't delete it, at least break it. It's doing his best impression of Han Solo. Yes, actually. (laughs) Everything's Um, okay here. We're fine. How are you? (laughs) But, uh, then, you know, even though everything's blowing up, they, they command Mithril to, uh, go in there and find, you know, the most recent email that was sent or whatever. And it's uh, one of the guys that actually hired Mando in the first season mm-hmm. to go get the child. Yeah, the doctor, I forget his name. Um, and apparently they've been trying to inject the child's blood, which has a high M count. Oof. Which. That was a bold move to even go that far to say M count. Yeah. Um, to what? Make force sensitive death troopers or something what's yeah. the deal there it yeah. seems like that's the implication that's the we implication. don't know at this point and what yeah i think they were death troopers but i don't really know um, do we think that this is how ahsoka gets back in because during that scene when he's talking about you know needing more blood from the donor and needing more donor things um is is that something where she could be either targeted by these post imperials to try to get high midichlorian blood to Continue test subject stuff. That is a possibility. That's a possibility, but I don't know because there's like eight Jedi left, like yeah. total, right? Or it, I mean, there's still force high. sensitive people being born all over the place. Right, they're just not as easy to track down yeah. without um, the Jedi. Baha, what are they? Holocron spheres. Holocron is that the yeah, word? Holocron. Uh, that could help track down where force sensitive people are. The Sith had some as well, but the Sith are essentially gone. Yeah. like Palpatine. And we know now Palpatine is still kind of around during this time, mm-hmm. but he's kind of like Sauron in Lord of the Rings where, like, right. he can't really manifest too much yet. Like, his spirit yeah. is going from and, clone to clone. And, and Professor Xavier is just too far away to help them find all the other people, so. Yeah, Cerebro doesn't reach that far. Yeah. So he's kind of Voldemort right now. He's just on the back of someone's head covered up by a turban. Yes. I, I guess. Which I... Yeah, I mean, there's, there's very little description about I, it, and I don't like I it. I could but. be wrong, but, I like... When they focus in on like that little clone tube or whatever their creation, uh, that looked a little snokish to me. So I couldn't see it very well, but I, it looked specific to me. Um, but I couldn't tell what it was supposed to specifically look like, but it did, you know, and the way yeah. they shot it and panned in on it, it was like, well, this is obviously supposed to be something. I don't know what the I fuck couldn't it's supposed tell. to be. I couldn't tell I, what I couldn't it was. It just either. looked like a couple bodies in those tubes. But now that you've said the Snoke thing, that's... It looked a little Snokish. It did look a little hmm. Snokish. Because we still don't know that much about Snoke. I've heard theories that Snoke is a failed clone of Palpatine. Yeah. That Palpatine's like we know. essence didn't go into and stuff like that. But I don't I don't really we know. We know he got his name because he liked the booger sugar. <laughs> true. It's true. The pesh is better than the rest. Um, but... So it turns out this isn't really a military forward base. This mm-hmm. is a lab. It's a lab. Um, which I like that. So might explain, you know, number one, why it's still manned. And number two, uh, why it was on Navarro in the first place. Mm-hmm. So and why this base was able to send backup troops when Grand Moff Tarkin uh, did, in fact, try to see the siege the bar. Right. It gives a little Grand more context. There. It makes it make a little more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Gideon. Gideon, Tar- what did I say? You said Tarkin. Tarkin. Oh, oh, it's not Grand Moff Tarkin. That that dude is super CG dead. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> long dead at this point. He gone. He gone. Um, but yeah, so they continue just blasting their way out. Honestly, not a whole ton happens in this episode. It's just yeah. it's a bunch of action. Good action, um, which, though. Very good action. Which they did. Uh, they did a little bit of a decent job. Like I got a little bit gently worried about the kid because I'm all like. They just left the kid with a couple other kids and like a protocol droid. And we know protocol droids cannot protect anyone from anything. 
So not even a little no. bit. No. So I no. was all like, oh, they might have the kid already. So I kind of thought that was cool. I was like, hey, I'm gonna get out of here. We'll meet up. You know, I gotta go find the kid. Also, another thing, I was a little bit like when they just like walked away from like setting off the uh the cool the um cooling system to malfunction, I was like What's to stop someone going in there and fixing it? And like when he jetpacks out of there and you see the two stormtroopers yeah. go to, I'm like, oh, are they going to like stop it? But they don't, that nothing comes of it. So I was like, I don't know. I feel like that should be something. If it's very easy to turn off, should be pretty easy to turn back on. And didn't look like he malfunctioned it, but yeah. that's neither here nor there, I guess. So, and, and we've talked about this in previous episodes where they certainly move things ahead very quickly. Mm-hmm. And now it's almost seeming a little lazy mm. um, to me personally, or not fleshing it out. Like, it's just, you're right. He just walks in, he presses a couple buttons, and now it's going to explode. Like, there was no backup. There's no safety. Yeah. There's no other button like, anywhere. It's like, didn't no, smash just it, didn't don't shoot do it. That. Like, and the thing to me is, you brought up, I, I can't not see it ever since you brought up the episodes are less than including everything the total runtime including the intro and the credits is less than 40 minutes and that's just not okay it's not okay nope if you have it's not what is it is it eight to ten episodes a season like i think it's eight Eight, yeah Yeah, that's that's nothing give us give us at least 50 to an hour of like actual content i mean i'm curious overall if there were other strains on something or you know i it it seems stupid to spend a ton of money on the extra cg but have half an hour episodes where nothing happens outside of some cool looking stuff which um don't get me wrong visually this was a stunning episode yeah yeah although i still think the most stunning thing so far was the your eyes oh oh um this (laughs) back at you um, the sand shark. I think that yes, was yeah. visually the most stunning thing, but the rest of this episode was like out of control. But I will say if people give them st- crap and they can later come out and say, Oh, it's cause of COVID. I won't, I won't be mad. I'm like, that's a reasonable explanation. That's pretty much what I'm expecting yeah. was like, we couldn't have a lot of cast. People had to shoot separately. We couldn't shoot for a long um, periods of but, time. So, but they weren't shooting this during COVID. This is true, right? No, this is true. I, I don't. I, think so. I have two no. friends I assume that most who of this work was done. in like one works in special effects, one works in like set design painting, and both of them, I they told me when they were going to work on it, but they're like, ah, I don't want the overtime. I didn't work on it. Which, why would you not want to work on Mandalorian? But you know, to their own, right? So, well, and I guess that's another, a, uh, a, uh, uh, probably a super important point is because this season is so CG heavy. They were done shooting this a long time ago because they were in post probably right. for a very long time. Um, Agreed. Doe. So it's a little little lackluster kind of overall. Yeah. It is good. I enjoy it, but it's not overly deep. It's not overly mm-hmm. complex. I'm um, hoping the second half kind of remedies yes, that. Maybe same. longer episodes or more. I, f- I don't want it to be like plot heavy. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but right. like... It took like three episodes to really get the plot for this season going once yeah. he met Bo Katan. Uh, so like I I hope some Soka yeah. really rolls the ball with that. Yeah. I do feel like that Ahsoka and a stronger last five episodes could really like remedy this. And I'm hoping that's the case. But I will say, like, just you you said I think last week, like the boys, we just we the boys just dropped like not that long ago. We just got to watch all that, and that was ten episodes of like nonstop action. This may be more action packed, but like the depth and the storytelling was just like like every like I feel it was like top I, notch I, and nonstop every episode. S- so much like, stuff happened. Yeah, I think eight of the episodes were just like, I was like mind blown. Like only like two episodes. I was like, Oh, that was really good. But didn't blow my mind. Like eight, seven to eight of those episodes. I was like, after it was over, I'm like, correct. (laughs) There there were zero episodes in the boys season two where I was like, yeah, it looks cool, but it was a little short and not much happened. It was always like, cause I, when I was writing notes for that show, it was like, 
I'm stopping and pausing every 15 seconds. Yeah. And it jumped around so much between all these different plot threads and all these different characters where it was just like so much is happening all the time. 100%. That, that I mean, that show is stellar. And I, maybe it set the bar a little too high for other stuff for me. But I was certainly very excited for a Mandalorian as a follow up to that. But I mean, we still have half the season left. A lot, exactly. a lot could happen. I think Mandalorian is still like firing on all cylinders. It's just a very different kind of show. Like yeah. it's not a psychological uh, deep dive into Correct. these people. Like yep. it's an action space Western. Mm-hmm. So like you'll get characterization of Mando to some degree. We'll get more as the season progresses. I'm sure we've gotten a little bit with like the whole reveal that he was part of a sect. Yeah. That were like religious zealots. I think as we go through, it's more with Star Wars. It's always more about the grand spectacle of everything yeah. yeah it's not so like maybe with the original trilogy it was a bit more focused on the characters and character development but that's never what star yeah. wars has been known for right. and i think to compare it to the boys just isn't fair to star wars that's true stuff because it's good in its own right yeah in a different way and- like it was season two of the boys better than season two of the mandalorian at this point i think it was better written overall but you're looking for a very different story. Yes. There. Yeah, that's that's very true there. And it's really not fair to compare the and two. I don't um, want people to compare the two. I guess it's just I may have overhyped it to myself. And we are just we are still coming off of the dopamine that we had from a just like constant punch in the face of a different show. Yeah, totally. Yep. Totally. Agree. Absolutely. And I know I totally sound like like a Star Wars apologist no, here. And but you're not just... because um, I was talking to Jordan Zion. You're a fan of the show, which I don't know why you haven't gotten him on yet, Tim. Um, I, I would like him to, honestly. Well, then... uh, obviously, we've had some 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 things happen here that have changed how we wanted to do things. But yeah. I would very much like Jordan to he, be on the he show. He would very much like to be on the show. So make it happen. Or I'll, I'll make it happen. Captain. Anyway, wow. um, but okay. he, uh, he, <laughs> he, um, he, he brought up a good point uh, to me that um, season one of the Mandalorian and season two of the Mandalorian are very similar. It's just not as the novelty is wearing off, which is why I think we are a little bit unenthused. I think, and yeah. when he said that, I sat back and thought, I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, like even the episode structure is very yeah. similar. Rewatching episode season one with Lily, like I'm seeing, like episode one was the like very action packed, like episode yeah. one of season two with the Craig Dragon. We see it, it, we have a kind of similar flow to it, which is like I don't want it to become formulaic as it goes. Like I want this to go on for a few seasons because I do really enjoy it. Yeah, but like you got to break out of the the monster of the week kind of thing here that we got, the got going side on. Quest of the week. Yes, for Thanks, real. Tim. It's getting a little, four episodes, it's a little old now. And I love Baby Yoda as much as anybody else, but can we have some other shtick other than him eating everything? Can he do uh, anything if else? If I have to see Baby Yoda eat something again, I will not do anything but be unhappy. Right. <laughs> so... I, so I guess back to the episode. So they're they're blasting their way through. He gets that little Crypt Key thing. And they're all like, hey, Mando, you should just fly back because it'll be quicker. And he's like, OK. And this is when he flies up the, the thermal vent or whatever and sees the guys trying to fix the uh, the, the coolant lines. And um, it was pretty basic. They then find that um, vehicle that Mithril mentions on the way in that would be like worth a fortune on the black which market. You yeah, bet it's like your, a tank. Which you bet your bottom dollar you'll see that in all Targets and Walmarts for Christmas, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once he mentioned it, I was like, oh, that's what they're going to use to escape. That'll be cool. Yep. I do. I did like how, you know, they did in fact drive it right off the cliff thing there and smash which the that, speeder. I, I'm, My speeder. Which that was in the season preview. Oh, yeah. was it? I didn't watch the season preview. I didn't see that. I don't remember that, but much like I haven't watched most of Star Wars. <laughs> um, and maybe I'm expecting something a little bit different from this because most of my Star Wars experience is actually from the Knights of the Old Republic game, mm. which had heavy, beautifully crafted stories. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can get that in Star Wars, but not usually from the uh, live action stuff. Fair. Um, but and for an MMO, that was certainly not the place I was expecting to mm. get deep, enriching, uh, character-driven story. Fair, but uh, it was solid. Um, 
So yeah, so they they drive that thing right off the fucking edge of the cliff, and I love how they have um, those troopers get on speeder bikes and also go off the side, smashing into each other and blowing up because they're super and fucking competent. <laughs> Always, yeah. But when they first went off the edge, I was like, "Yo, these dudes are fucking badass." Yeah, they're just going, and mm-hmm. you know, no, they're just stupid. <laughs> Again, that was a callback. <laughs> yeah. I think it's. Episode six, when they're going through the interior of the Death Star, where one kind of one Tie Fighter bumps into another, and they both end up crashing. Yeah, but I yep. love little bits like that that aren't super obvious callbacks, but you notice them. We and to kind of further that too, we get that chase scene where they're chasing the them and that tank thing on their speeder bikes, and after Chubbs takes out the first one, the other two make signals at each other and kind of like, "Well, we'll go around the sides, and he can't shoot us." One's shooting in while the other one's climbing on top with the distraction. I was like, okay, well, I mean, they're actually kind of putting forth a pretty decent yeah. effort here. Um, and I didn't realize that that the tank windows were just open air. I didn't either. Yeah, that's a ter- terrible design. Oh, yeah. Right. Why is it not at least like space glass? <laughs> um, now, it could have been space glass, but maybe by falling off the cliff, it broke the space glass. That's pretty crappy space glass then. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's not in space. It's a it- land vehicle. It was also covered by a tarp, so it may have been like this is like a derelict version. Like they're they're not using it anymore, or it could have been in the middle of repairs. Who knows? They were fixing it up. Yeah, yeah, they were safe lighting the space glass. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, that scene once again, cool action scene of Chub shooting and the guy getting on top and then turning around and blowing him up while he's got the thermal detonator or whatever in his hand is he's gonna you know throw it right through the open window. Yeah, technodrome that that thing. So. I mean, it was cool, but yeah. they get back safely and everything's okay. Whoa, whoa, they get back whoa, safely because Mando saves whoa, them. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. just skipped over other... the coolest part where they have freaking the TIE fighters just coming in. Like, and visually, it was nuts. So, I will say, visually, as the TIE fighters are taking I off love, of the exploding lava base, I love the, that did look super I cool. I love the, the, those TIE fighters that, like, they're folded. Now we're in H. <laughs> it does look really it looks, cool we're an x now we're an h what else we gonna do it was it was kind of nice to see mando save somebody instead of somebody saving yeah. his ass right in his now brand new razor crest oh. at, even though it's only been 45 minutes of that guy working on oh, it oh man i don't care <laughs> again we don't the know one thing that could have made that better was throwing danger zone in the background man <laughs> Well, and that's the thing is, you you know, we don't know how long it took them to 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 even get there to drive the speeder over there. But what I can tell you is that we do know the timeline of the Mandalorian flying back with a jetpack, picking up the ship and the child from school. Yeah, uh, was six minutes. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was a little. That jetpack is really fast, apparently. It is incredibly fast. It's, it's um, something else, I'll tell you what. And his ship being in that condition oh, that quickly yeah, that just... Was, I will admit, I was all like, how much time was passed and I don't understand. But like... They, yeah, yeah uh, it's a little they, plot I mean, armory. I mean, uh, the ship I can at least get past. Like, they could have had more people in there working. Also, they didn't tell us how much time had passed. Um, I'm willing to say, you know, they didn't just go immediately. My, I'm. It probably was. I give them six hours. We could. We can no, realistically. No. And here's why. <laughs> we saw him set down baby schmegma on the thing, and he was eating the cookies. He still had the cookie, and there wasn't many left. Oh no! Um, you're right. Oh my ship. god! That was like two minutes. Oh. Also, once again. It, we know that the base was not far away, even though on the map it's literally on the other side of the planet. The Mando flew there and back in like six minutes. Mm. So with just a jetpack and picked up. So yeah, the so, canyon wasn't so, that yeah, long. So it literally was. Right. They maybe we can give them an hour of repairs. Maybe if we're being generous. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I would say a couple hours. Yeah. So they'd have to have a bunch of people and droids working on it quickly to get it back in that condition. And like they must have, they had all the parts right there and everything like right. a little unbelievable. I doubt we'll get even a line describing why it was so fast, but maybe we'll that, get a little something in the future. That, I mean, in, in, the, in the time, it frustrated me a little bit, but now taking uh, being taken back and like, oh, that was entirely too short. Like, OK, yeah, that's um. That's not good. Like that's that's a really big kind of 
I don't know. For me, well, then it was like a loophole. big loophole. Right. It was like two days, right, for the um, on the water planet. On the water planet. Yeah, it so was, it's not it like was it wasn't as bad I'd shape say, when it left the ice I'd planet, it but it still 20, wasn't in good shape. It was right. twenty. I would say it's twenty four hours. Because remember, it's kind of nighttime. Yeah, probably. And then it's yeah, daytime when they are looking at. They, remember, they say the ship is leaving tomorrow morning. So I'd say, yes. I'd say, oh, another fun fact I learned. So the um, do you remember the name of the people, Tim? Hmm. Oh, in the beginning there, hmm? when we see uh, when he lands on the fish planet, you remember what the fish person's called? Huh? Huh? Quenas. <laughs> Mon Calamari. Close. <laughs> oh. And Quarren yeah, were the, yes. the squid face yeah, guys. So yeah. um the Mon Calamari. I almost remembered one of them. So you so I I think it was earlier this season or late last season. I'm in the bar when the man was talking to the droid. Um it's actually Mark Hamill. They never advertise it. No one ever says anything, but it's a fun little factoid. Well, they did a similar thing in this where the Mon Calamari who fixes his ship, the person inside the suit was the girl who voices the main character of the new Squadron's video Star Wars video game. That girl. Oh. Oh, I saw I, something about somebody from a video yeah. game. I do love how there. they do that, like Daniel Craig being yeah. the um trooper that got mind wiped by Ray because yeah. she's the most powerful but character they, ever made. They, they throw you um, in, but they never tell you like they, they Game of Thrones you pretty hard. Yeah. Um, or Stephen Colbert in Lord of the Rings. Oh, speaking yeah. of... That one's a little more speaking obvious. Speaking of Game of Thrones, also, you know I didn't see it. I just found it in the YouTube video. There was a Game of Thrones level um, snafu where in the shooting scene in the laboratory, you can see around a corner about like... like uh, one third of a crew of a like filming crew member's body in the background. Oh. Like you see a watch. Yeah, just like his left arm and yeah. leg. He's wearing a t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> I didn't notice it when we yeah, when I, I watched it, it, but I just found out about it afterwards. I'm like, at least it's not a Starbucks cup, right? <laughs> right. I saw. I also saw in that. I read a little article about it that also in see episode four of season one. They had a little thing like that where there's a boom mic. In one of the shots, they they didn't edit out. If you out, can get away with yeah. the boom mic and anything funny. at Star Wars, because like everything looks like everything in Star Wars, so it's a droid, yeah, right. <laughs> it's a porn droid, but <laughs> well, so yeah, so the, the X wings come or not the X wings, the Tie Fighters come, they get blown up. Razor Crest saves the day. Kenny, Kenny Loggins is hanging out there, you know. Yeah, there's a couple barrel rolls, a couple barrel rolls, some shooting, and some choop, choop, some dog fighting, and some going up, and some coming down, and Baby know. Yoda pukes blue on himself. Yeah, and Amanda one cleans could it say up he he nice. blew himself. <laughs> he, I, he blew himself, Michael. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it, once again, cool episode, looked rad. Um, we get a little bit uh, afterwards of some Imperials talking to Grand Moff Tarkin about. Um, how that dude that was super creepy at the beginning planted some tracking device into the Razor Crest. Yes. And now they know where baby Schmegma is and they'll be able to inject that Schmegma into their death I troopers. I really wish I hadn't what put that we think in There's head. a lot of speculation what those guys are and that were like clearly not just people in armor. Yeah. Because so. they were like in little pods on along the walls. I think they were death troopers. I can't remember. Did he have death troopers with him? On like the bar attack in the end no. of season one, or was it just so stormtroopers? He did have some black, um, some black black colored armored uh, troopers, but I don't know if those were death troopers. I think they might have been, but I did some Ben level research on this, and I got some notes. Oh, yeah. So, so apparently the death troopers were in phase. Uh, I think four phases: phase zero, phase one, two, and three, and so. The, how death troopers start well it's called like dark trooper slash death trooper um how it started was like you know stormtroopers originally were clones you know and you know clones when the cloning process they they speed up the aging process that's why when you see like rex and all them in like the the animated series he should be like 35 but he looks like he's 65 because they speed up the aging process so um, what they were trying to do is find a way to like when you know the stormtroopers are old and can't do much, like trying to repurpose them. So they started doing tests and trying to make them stronger back to how they were or better, which the death, the kind hmm. of death dark trooper um, phase zero, which is where it's a human and they're trying to genetically alter it to get back to the normal. Also using cybernetics where they would be up to 70% cyborg. So they'd be like oh, half man, like half clone, half cyborg. 
Um, and let's see what else. I have an air fryer that's like that, I think. <laughs> Gosh. 100%. <laughs> air fryer. I could go for some air fryer yeah. stuff right now. Um, yeah, so they try to make them better. We're using the older clones trying to repurpose. But the problem was it only worked like one out of 10, one out of 20. So you're you're going through like the, the ones that don't work on, like are dying, committing suicide, or just like it's just not working. So towards the end, they stopped doing it because, you know, you can't really it doesn't it has a low success rate but when they did succeed like 10 of them could kill an army like it was like they were out of control that's oh, awesome yeah okay. so but um then so like phase that was phase zero and so like phase like two like one two and three they started to go towards more pure 100 percent droid so kind of like a droid army which some people weren't all about you know from the prequels you know ooh, no droid army so but like uh yeah they did that before um, dan you've seen the rebels correct the animated series yeah. so you remember um uh what's his name uh general Th- admiral thrawn the blue guy yeah so remember how he has those he's a chiss excuse you <laughs> that's the one alien you know <laughs> yeah Wow. They were, you really like Thrawn, don't you? They were a playable race in oh. <laughs> the Republic. All right. Thrawn the Chiss. God bless you. Um, so remember how he has um those like big black robots? That's like yeah. phase three of the Dark Trooper, where there's all it's all it's all huh. cyborg and stuff like that. So from what all that information that I gathered we can assume or guesstimate that these ones we just saw at the end of this episode might be phase zero. They might be that part clone part cyborg death troopers. So it's okay. Did it like count down though? Cause if, if Thrawn had phase two or three, these would be later because rebels happened yeah, before. Well, well, it may, may not be clones, but it may be like people. Like the, okay, it, it still okay. might cool. be, um, which which kind of makes sense to me, considering they grabbed Baby Yoda. They say they were trying to use his blood and his M count to inject it into other people, so they become force sensitive. Which makes me believe that these are part cyborg, part people that might be force sensitive because of Baby Yoda's blood. I like that idea a lot. It sounds a lot like reintroducing the idea of Inquisitors. Mm, yeah. That we saw a lot of in yeah. Rebels and, and some of the comic series, um, which were just force wielders that were not real that weren't technically Sith but, they were, but were bad. Yeah, they were and they worked under Vader. They were like his shock troopers. Yeah, exactly. And they were and they asked awesome. a lot of Most questions. Were also a, Inquisitors were also a playable class in Knights of the Republic. <laughs> So I'm familiar with them. <laughs> is it the same thing in that? Because well, I mean, were they did if you were an inquisitor, were you Sith? Yes. Okay. You you were just very uh, you you questioned everything you came in contact with. That's all. It made things very complicated. Gotcha. Yeah, they were <laughs> the analog to the just the regular because you had like Meiji Jedi and stealthy Jedi and tanky Jedi kind of. Okay. Um, and so on the other side you had inquisitors, which were the Palpatine kind of mages. They would just electric everybody. Oh, okay. And then you had, uh, the stealthy ones that would all use Darth Maul lightsabers. Hmm. Neato gang. But yeah. That was a nice little, uh, uh Chris Claremont sprinkle for the future planting yeah. seeds. Yeah. You would call it the old what's happening plant. next. Um, so then, you know, I mean, that's it. Yeah. That's it for the Which, episode. The, kind of the that, big important thing for me, and, and this is a little off topic, but I hope that this is not how Disney Plus is going to treat other properties. I am insanely excited for WandaVision and mm-hmm. all the Marvel stuff. Yes. If they are also really cool looking 40 minute episodes of things that seem rushed and don't have a lot of slower development, mm. I'm going to be annoyed. Um, I, having the flash and the pizzazz is great and all, um, but having a TV series or a mini series over a movie is very kind of specifically to me, the time to have yeah. longer drawn out. Yes. Developed plots. So for sure. So, so far so, it looks like these are not sponsored by, by blue chew. I will say that they, they do not seem like they are sponsored by blue chew so far. Uh, if WandaVision, I, I, I really would like WandaVision to be rock hard for at least four hours. 
This this it, it, I WandaVision looks like it could be really like crazy good series. So yeah, we'll see. It I just, just looks bonkers off the wall, weird, and yeah. I love it. Right. I just hope it's not like we spent all the budget making this one look like an '80s yeah. show, and this one that shouldn't like cost a any show. budget. <laughs> oh, period. I'm I'm period really intrigued how they how they use um that one uh that one uh, comedic actor um from Step Brothers and stuff like that. I'm really intrigued to see what her character is going to be like. Oh, she's uh because she's she's, she's a very hilarious. evil person. She's so huh? funny. Wait, oh, she's an evil person in the show. She's a very bad person. Ooh, yes, I'm. I'm the character that she is playing is that. Uh, that makes you more excited. Who's it? Me- uh, I remember, can't remember from uh, Step Brothers, uh, the older brother's wife who um, can't. Dan, just okay. I. <laughs> I tried to watch that movie one time and I turned it off. um, (laughs) Wow. How about you know you need some taste? Um, And two, um, have you seen (laughs) Catherine Hahn? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know. I think I know who that is. Yeah, she. Who does she play in Wandavision? Uh, It's a super spoilery thing, but who there we know already. We pretty much know. Yeah. Oh, we pretty much know. know. But I, I don't know a lot. My. Well, then let's save it because it comes out in like a month yeah. and a half. No need yeah. to spoil it on a Star Wars thing. I'm pretty certain it's like a, a season spoiler, too, because she's casted on IMDb as Nosy Neighbor. Um, <laughs> so it it's not Morgan Le Fay, but it's a Morgan Le Fay type dark sorcerer of the Marvel okay. Universe. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. But, but yeah, so I I hope we don't get this shit yeah, there. But I, I, I will shit. say, <laughs> I I feel comfortable in, in getting myself hyped and hyping the rest of you for episode five because we know it is written and directed by Filoni, the big baloney, which is super yes, exciting. So, so here's my prediction for episode five. Oh no, here we go. <laughs> Ahsoka will be shown at the very no, end. No, don't do that to me. For three whole seconds. Pretty much, exactly. and she'll be an episode, and then she'll be featured heavily. In no, the six. next episode she'll be in for about two minutes, while she sends him on a new no, side quest. No, 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 no doesn't go with him. No, 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 no. I mean, that would be worst oh, case scenario. God. Anything that he needs to do, he needs to go and then barter a job for to do something else first. Pretty you know much. what I mean? We need to get over here. Oh well, you need a subway token, <laughs> and the only place we have subway tokens is in the. It's, a, it's in jail with Jerry. And to get over there, yeah. <laughs> So it's. Were you just referencing Kingdom Hearts? Subway token? Was no, that a thing in that? I don't. I don't remember. Never mind. No. <laughs> uh, I never made it out of Traverse Town. In Kingdom Hearts 2? Yeah. The three hour long intro? Yeah. I fucking hate never that game. played it. <laughs> but you're not missing much. <laughs> no. The first one's great. Play the first one, and then you played every other Kingdom Hearts game already. I also n- never made it out of the first town in the first one. I've, mm. I don't know. Like, when I, when I was I would a, just grind on the initial <laughs> island with Waka and Titus forever. When I was a kid, I loved those, like, mission games, like Mario. Like, do you guys ever play the Indiana Jones computer game? No. That no. one was... Mine That's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we're talking, it's like, everything's a block, you know, like, old Tomb Raider style. Like, I used to play all those games, like, and, like, even, like, loved playing the career mode of, like, Halo and stuff like that. And I don't know what it is. Like, in my age now, I I don't waste time playing against a computer. I only want to play against live people. And it's my competitive side. Because like, if I lose against a computer... Okay, it was written so I can't win. If I beat another human being, I am better than you. I beat you. Ha ha, nanana boo boo. <laughs> like, also, little fun thing. I'm on a competitive Rocket League team, and uh, we're, we started playoffs. Um, my team, it was, for 3v3, we were the 15th out of, out of 16th ranked. And in my 2v2, we were... 12th out of 16 ranked and we uh, won the first round so we upset a two seed and a five seed yeah nice um so <laughs> once again so that was the end of the episode and as always uh if you want knights of the old republic information if you want wandavision information or rocket league information <laughs> the place to get that is on the space between covering season two of the mandalorian 
join us next week for episode five, where we will be able to talk about how right I was in that we only saw probably 30 seconds of Ahsoka and probably she didn't even get to talk. I hope that's um, not right. I, I strongly disagree. I mean, listen, man, I'm, I'm, every prediction I've made in every uh, season of the space between is always incredibly wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> chances are that won't be the case, but that's how I see it playing out. Um, and yeah, as always, I've been your host, Tim. Uh, with me is my co-host, uh, Dan Cole, author of Lanny Girl Without Fear and the host of a grim podcast of Perilous Adventure, which is a Waferp fourth edition actual play, which is like D&D, but set in the Warhammer fantasy universe. It's a lot darker, it's a lot grittier, and it is a lot of fun. Honestly, you should check it out. Mm. Um, and uh, also, Craiger from Wreck My Podcast. Um, great guy, great show. Eh, okay co-stars <laughs> on his show. <laughs> but thank you so much. Check out our... Twitter at top tier casual Instagram, the professional casual shoot us an email at Gmail, you know, maybe the professional casual at Gmail over there, facebook.com slash professional casual and pro- patreon.com slash professional casual where you can subscribe for as little as a dollar a month and get literally so much bonus content. You won't even know what any of it is. Exactly. There's, there's a ton. <laughs> I, I give you guys Full money every month and I've never accessed any of the information. <laughs> <laughs> but if you you know want to just give us money and forget to get all the sweet content we made that's fine but listen it's there and it's for you and uh you know check out our only fans onlyfans.com slash professional casual thank you so much everyone and we'll see you next week Bye bye <laughs>